Hello and welcome to today's podcast. Throughout the episode, we will be looking at the benefits and drawbacks of exams. We're right in the middle of exams for hundreds of thousands of teens in every country. And whilst I'll be focusing on the UK exam system, it has quite a lot of applications to other countries as well. But did you actually know that exams can be helpful and beneficial, not just in gaining a certificate, but also in character building, which means kind of setting you up for the rest of your life? Well, over the next episode, you will find out all about this and a bit more. Hello and welcome to the Alternative GCSE podcast. I'm your host, Emma, and I've been working in education now for over 12 years in various different roles. This podcast tackles some of the wider issues in in education. in the middle or actually at the end of the Easter holidays by the time you're listening to this and I've actually had some lovely time off with my family. Um, it's a rare occasion to have some time off during this period because it is so hectic. We've got exams popping up left, right and centre, we've got end of year exams for kind of year nine, year 10 and got GCSEs for the year 11s which start in about three, four weeks now for many of them. Um, it's always a stressful time. You've got A-level examinations as well, not to mention the SATs for year sixes. So there's exams right across the board from for different age ranges. And often, time and time again, I have a conversation with all of my teenagers and kids about the point of exams. Emma, what is the point of these exams? And they're obviously talking about it in terms of subjects, mostly out of frustration, because if I, for example, refer to maths at GCSE level, they're having to learn things like quadratics, turning point of a graph, finding the tangent on a circle with equations. And some of this stuff, a lot of it, is just not relevant to their lives. And actually, a lot of mathematicians higher up, like degree level mathematicians, will argue and say that the education system in most countries teaches maths in the wrong way. And it actually switches people off to maths. And I see it time and time again. And a lot of parents that I speak to as well have this thing against maths. And then that like kind of filters down to their kids. And then they have a thing against maths as well. And Whilst it is necessary to understand numbers in our modern world for things like money, making sense of time, making sense of quantities, estimating, you know, we're having building work here at the moment and estimating how much things are going to cost, the size of things, um, timeframes, all that stuff is maths, shape and space. So it is important for everyday life. But maybe quadratics are not necessary and maybe they could be removed. It is hard to explain this to teenagers when they don't understand it. Ultimately, at the moment, you and everybody knows this, you have to get so many grades to then go on to the next level in your life. And you're kind of always up leveling. And Kevin Hart says this, that you are always reaching the next level and then you're going to the next level and the next level. And if you're not striving for the next level, you're kind of plateauing and staying consistent in one space and that's not good for anybody. I watched The Whale, um, which is a brilliant movie, um, won loads of Oscars in 2023 this year. And it's really poignant. And if you get a chance to watch it, I definitely urge you to. It's about this guy and he has eaten himself to such a high weight and mass that he is unable to function properly. And he's kind of at the end of his life. And it's a bit depressing to think about it, but 
he reached a plateau where he believed he could not strive to get more or be somebody better and more worthwhile in this world. And if we go to the exams on a really deep level and think about that, and we're abstracting here, taking it all apart, you could actually see that you've got to think of the bigger picture. It's not just quadratics and turning point. It's also you've got to organize yourself, your time. You have to consider where your journey is taking you to and the things and the obstacles that will go in the way, get in the way of that and how you're going to overcome them. To be the best and most successful version of yourself, you will encounter a series, a plethora, a magnitude of things that will get in your way, whether that is financial things getting in your way because you haven't got the means and the money to have those extravagant holidays whether it is you haven't got the qualifications to get to this next job how are you going to get those whether it's time you haven't got enough time to practice something that you love how are you going to wake up earlier and fit that into your day one of the things I spend the most amount of time on is organizing a teenager's time. And I've mentioned this before with revision timetables. I spend hours and hours planning and sitting down with kids, working out when they get home from school, what time do they wake up, what kind of times do they go to bed. And it is really stunning the the conversations that we end up having. I had one boy who was going to the gym five times a week for two hours each time, 10 hours a week. I said, what are you training for? And he said, nothing really. I just kind of like it. I said, that's great. But right now you need to kind of focus a bit more on your revision. So why not just take it down to three sessions a week? And then you could be gaining four extra hours of revision because he was doing nothing. And it's just these kind of mindset tweaks and changes that you have to go through in order to get through year 11 into year 12. Many people would like to go to college. Many people do want to do A-levels and many people don't as well. But if you are one of those people that is not going to go on to higher education right now, what are you going to do? You know, you need to think about a plan. And I know that sometimes when you are and when you see your teenagers getting stressed over a vision, it's just one day. But if you take a step back at the journey that you've come on in order to get to this one point in this one day as a 15 or 16 year old doing your GCSEs, you have come an awful long way. My little girl, she's near one right now and she's just beginning to learn her times tables. And we're well, she's not just beginning to we're we're through them a little bit now. But it's those kind of building blocks, and we're playing lots of games with her and getting her logic built up because I know from all the research that I have done and all the things that I'm looking at that the more well-rounded, more conversations that you have, the more ideas that you get involved with, your journey can take a lot of different routes. If you are a person like a parent right now listening to this and your teenager is struggling or your kid is struggling in school, don't make them sit down and do kind of that subject. Find a creative way. And if you don't know, you've got the whole internet to ask. Find a creative way to tap into it. Are they interested in kind of like Stranger Things, but they're terrible at story writing? Why don't you go and get them the Dungeons and Dragons kind of things and then get them to build them, paint them, and then create storylines based on that? And that's a way into creative writing. If they don't like reading, why don't you get 
um you can buy these really cool like unlock rooms um that you can do and they've got apps and stuff and you have to read through the storyline and then think about it logically and if you do mind games puzzles that kind of thing it can be a much better way in than just pages and pages and pages of comprehension which is very boring as we all know I am digressing a little bit but I was talking mainly about having a point and a journey that you're going on and it is annoying and there are obstacles on your way but that helps to build resilience and if you lack resilience in your life you are probably going to have a lot of problems as an adult as well. I have met so many different people in my life as as we all do when you get to my age a little bit older than uh, some people listening here but it's the people that I have met that have faced those obstacles but have kept going that have been able to make the biggest changes that have been the saddest people the most downhearted people you can imagine but they have found a way through it and they have come out the other side and they're doing a lot of good There are also people who feel like they have been let down by school. They didn't do too well in school. They've been let down by their parents. Maybe their parents didn't help them. Maybe they're in a really difficult situation as a youngster and they blame everybody else. And you can go one of two ways. Everybody is sitting exams right now and you can blame the education system for being terrible because it is. You can blame COVID because you missed work. You can blame everybody for you not improving as much. And if you're a parent, you can blame all things like that. And, And a teenager, you have every right to. But it's how you react to things that really will define you. And If you go on blaming and you put your energy into that and you don't put any energy into overriding the flaws and the gaps and the situation that you have found yourself in, then it's going to be, that's your story. That is always going to be your story. You're going to get into a job and you're going to blame your boss. You're going to blame not being able to get a pay rise. You're going to be, maybe you develop like health conditions. You're going to blame other people for that. (laughs) I'm just escalating it here. But you kind of see the trajectory that some people will go on. And right now, if you have a teenager or you are a teenager, you have a beautiful moment in your life here to craft who you're going to be. And use these exams as that moment. You can either lay back and blame everybody, procrastinate, put things off, do anything else possible than your work, which we all do. We're humans. Like we naturally fall into what is more comfortable. Or, and do I urge you to have a listen to one of my earlier episodes called Grit. You could build some grit and determination and you can actually strive and work and strive and work and get into that repetitive motion and get back into it. Since January, a lot of things in my life have changed. Um, But one of them, which I'm not proud of, is that I have worked out a lot less. I've been running on average like three times a week, plus maybe one or two way sessions. But before I was doing a lot more and I am making it my mission. I've set my goal. I've told my partner as well. So I'm accountable for it. And I'm going to wake up at five every day and work out for a couple of hours before my little girl gets up or an hour. She gets up quite early. So we'll see. 
if I don't do that, I know that I'm going to be in a bad place because I know that my my energy will go down, my mood will go down, and I know and can see the effect of that. If you are a person who is constantly sat revising at the moment and you feel really kind of down, you've got low energy, I do urge you maybe not to wake up at five like I'm going to because most people would just cringe and cry at that, but fit some kind of activity in your day. Because again, one of the most important things about this time about revision, about studying, is to make sure you get a good work-life balance. I did not achieve a good work-life balance probably until four years ago. Um, and I am turning 33 this year. So it took me an awful long time to realise that unless you have a good work-life balance, you will constantly be tired and a bit moody. <laughs> if you're if you have a very overachieving teenager, and I do work with some incredible kids, I mean, you're all incredible, but some kids that will just work from when they get up to when they go to bed at like 10 or 11pm, talk to them. Often we praise success, and success in the form of grades is great. But there might be a story behind those straight grade lines, or there might be a story behind those really high achieving kids that literally breaks your heart. And I have met so many kids that have worked themselves into the ground silently and quietly because it's expected of them or they feel it is expected of them to do very well. And missing even one or two marks off a paper is crippling for them. It's important that you understand that failure is a part of life and to get that work-life balance in check because otherwise... (laughs) you will be setting your teenager up for a life of overworking and not spending enough time on themselves, on their family, with you. And so that's the other thing that helps character building. I mentioned at the beginning, like character building and resilience is definitely one of them. Looking at your work-life balance is another one. And self-care. Self-care is something that schools don't really teach, but self-care is the ability to check in with yourself. How are you feeling? Are you stressed? When was the last time you took deep breaths? Maybe you should do some of that. And these are the type of things that I'm going to be talking about over the next six weeks, because mindfulness is just something that is not taught in schools very effectively. They will have maybe half an hour or, you know, a couple of hours maybe in the year about self-care and looking after yourself, but never really fulfill what that is. And self-care is incredibly important. It's something that is becoming more and more prevalent in the media, in the way that we talk about things. And if we don't look after ourselves and our kids and give them the time and space they need to grow as humans, and we focus too much on academic success then we are producing the next generation of workforce that never switch their phones off that always reply to emails in the middle of the night in the morning anytime and we don't really want our kids to be like that do we I certainly know I don't want my little girl to grow up like that so learning about self-care and implementing it work-life balance is really really important for character building too And the final thing that is really, really beneficial that exams kind of teach you is to seek out the truth, seek out answers. Again, 
my business is built around helping kids revise and achieve more and fill in their knowledge gaps. And one of the most frustrating things for me is that a lot of teenagers just cannot help themselves. I will give them model answers and plans for essays. I will give them mark schemes and GCSE question papers, and they don't do them. And I don't know why they don't do them. It's a question that I would love to know the answer to. It might be because they're too busy or I don't really know what it is. But going and seeking out answers from other people, whether that be your peers, your teachers online, is fundamental. If I have a question about, I don't know, uh, something to do with... Something I don't know. I mean, I don't know a lot. (laughs) Nobody knows a lot. But I will learn and I will ask questions. I'm not afraid to ask questions. But when I was younger, I was really afraid to ask questions because I was worried about getting things wrong. I was really worried about getting things wrong. I was worried about putting my hand up in class and everyone looking at me. I was really paranoid that if I got the wrong answer, then people would just always remember me as having the wrong answer. And I see a lot of people have that issue now. They don't want to be labeled as he's dumb, she doesn't understand and that kind of thing. I'm really lucky that the groups that I run help create that like nurturing environment in which I feel like everyone can have a conversation and a discussion and no one is going to be condemned or put down or anything like that. Because a lot of the time, I think they are in school. And so having the power of a voice And to not be silenced, to ask questions, to seek the truth in a world where we can often get misinformed, misdirected, and where things that go viral are the truth when really they're probably not, is so fundamental. And if you're revising a topic and you're not quite sure about it, do look it up. Look up videos. There's so many teachers that write videos and so many teachers and people who want to help others that you're almost doing yourself a disservice if you know that you're really not very good at a topic in whatever subject it is and you are not actively seeking out the answers. Because when you are older, if you don't seek out the answers because you're too afraid or you don't know how to do that, then again, you're not going to build up yourself to be successful in anything, in being happy, in being healthy, in being um, successful in whatever you choose to do. Because seeking out the truth is fundamental as well. The other thing that I would just like to bring up is within this is communication like if you don't communicate well and you can't write down your thoughts and communicate and analyze which a lot of exam questions ask you to do then again it can be really really difficult to get your point across I've again met many people who are just not able to have a conversation and articulate themselves and when I go out for dinner with my partner or my friends I see loads of people on their phones not even talking to each other and I'm sure that we do not want to live in a world where people don't talk to each other. So as I said, over the next probably six weeks, I'll be talking about mindfulness, about the benefits of meditation, breathing, sleep, absolutely, and lots of more things. If you ever want to get in touch with me, you can find me on Instagram, 
the Alternative GCSE podcast, or you can email me. Thanks so much for listening. Have a lovely week. Thank you.